30 years after the events of The Shining, Dan Torrance must protect a young girl with similar powers from a bunch of weird, soul-sucking gypsies who prey on children with powers to remain immortal. Here's why Dr. Sleep failed. Dr. Sleep, directed by Mike Flanagan, stars Ewan McGregor as the adult Danny Torrance, Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat, Kylie Curran as Abra Stone, and Carl Lumley as Scatman Crothers. If you're asking yourself, is Dr. Sleep a sequel to The Shining the movie or The Shining the book? The answer is yes. I never read the book. If you go back and listen to my review of IT chapters 1 and 2, I go into great detail as to why I can't stand Stephen King books. That said, The Shining is in my top 5 horror movies of all time. George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Dario Argento's Suspiria are on that list as well. But the general consensus among my friends who are King fans is the movie version of The Shining fell short of the book. King hated what Stanley Kubrick did to his novel, but being as The Shining is widely regarded not just by me as the greatest horror movie of all time, Kubrick clearly knew what he was doing. So how do you make a sequel? The answer? You don't. But that didn't stop Stephen King or Mike Flanagan. Don't get me wrong, I like this movie, partially because it was a bit of a departure from The Shining. Basically, Dan Torrance is an alcoholic like his father, but Dan uses alcohol to cope with the horrific events that took place at the Overlook Hotel 30 years ago. Eventually, Dan gets sober and gets a job at an old folks home where he sits with old people until they die, which earns him the nickname Dr. Sleep. Along the way, Dan meets young Abra Stone, who is being hunted by this weird band of gypsies who also have the shine. The gypsies, headed by Rose the Hat, use the shine in children to live longer. Like, a lot longer. Sometimes this movie plays out like an episode of Supernatural. I kept expecting Sam and Dean Winchester to show up. But just about the time I was relaxed with the TV MA rating, something horrific would happen and I was like, oh yeah, this is a horror movie. Despite Dan's best efforts to keep Abra safe from the weird soul-sucking gypsies, they're eventually found out. Mostly because Abra is bent on solving the disappearance of a young boy in Iowa whom the gypsies tortured and killed for his... steam. Apparently, if you've got the shine, your body is filled with the steam. I don't know. King is kind of a third grader when it comes to naming stuff. Anyway, Flanagan does his best to pay tribute to The Shining in both book and movie form, as well as create a different type of story altogether. That is, until about two hours in, when... The last half hour of Doctor Sleep is a total love letter to The Shining, movie and book. Right down to, spoiler alert, the Jack Nicholson impersonator who looked less like Jack Nicholson and more like Donald Logue, which made him a little less intimidating if you ask me. I mean, Flanagan does know Nicholson is alive, right? I mean, if they can de-age Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, they certainly could have done it to Jack. The audience would have lost their damn minds. 
especially if they could have kept it on the down low. So Dan and Abra have a showdown with Rose at the Overlook Hotel, as well as confront many of the ghosts still roaming the halls. It turns out the hotel has been abandoned for years, and the third act is full of all the images you can possibly handle from The Shining. I was a little disappointed that the weird guy in the bear suit wasn't present, but I'm not sure what that says about me. I'm told there are a lot of similarities with how the movie ended and how the book The Shining ended, which made my buddy Glenn happy. So why is Dr. Sleep bombing at the box office? I think it's because it's a sequel to The Shining. I mean, how do you make a sequel to Citizen Kane or Casablanca or Psycho? Well, we saw what happened with Psycho. I think this movie would have fared better as a Netflix miniseries or something. After all, Flanagan did do the Haunting of Hill House series for Netflix that was pretty successful. I mean, if Netflix could make Bird Box so stupid popular, it could have saved Dr. Sleep. Anyway, like I said, I didn't hate this movie. I rather liked it. But hey, who am I, right? Well, I'm just a guy who likes movies, and this has been my no-bullshit review of Dr. Sleep. Red Rum! Red Rum! Sorry. Couldn't be helped.